Well, hello, and welcome to episode two of the Mission Innovate podcast from the Baptist Convention of Iowa. My name is Ben Bradley, BCI Communications and Outreach Director. And I'm Chris Eller, BCI Associate Executive Director, and this podcast is devoted to discovering how your church can take its next step to multiply disciples, churches, and mission to fulfill the Great Commission. In this second episode of the Mission Innovate podcast, we're talking about the Great Commission Baptist State Convention. What exactly is the Great Commission Baptist State Convention? That's exactly what we discover in this episode. We'll cover all the details you need to know in this discussion with BCI Executive Director Tim Labinus. Let's go right to the interview. Tim, one of the things that our board and our staff have worked hard on the last year is what we call the Great Commission Baptist State Convention. It's a mouthful a lot of words, but maybe explain some of the concepts behind that and why we opted to create an organization like this. Yeah, so breaking down, of course, the Great Commission Baptist is just the uh, word that may maybe fits in better here in Iowa than Southern Baptist. So at the same time this year, our state uh, convention executive board decided to change our affiliation name from Southern Baptist to Great Commission Baptist. And so, of course, we're both, and most people don't even know that, uh, but for all those who would want to use Great Commission Baptist rather than Southern Baptist, we now have full permission for that. So that's the Great Commission Baptist part. And the state convention part is that we wanted this new entity to be identified in its proper place in the Southern Baptist ecosystem. It's not a church. It's not a extra nonprofit. It's not an association. It's not the national convention. It's at the state level. So Great Commission Baptist State Convention. And so it's actually uh, not even a separate organization. It's just another name for our existing state convention, Baptist Convention of Iowa. So we don't have an extra bank account and we don't even have uh, an extra registration. It's just a doing business as name that we have registered. So if I'm a pastor in Iowa that is listening to that Baptist Convention of Iowa is going nowhere. Is that is that the takeaway from that? Uh, our churches in Iowa, we are all, all our staff and all our churches are going to continue to say Baptist Convention of Iowa when talking about our state convention. Uh, it's it's our history and uh, it fits the best. It fits in uh, in the same way in the in the Southern Baptist ecosystem. We know where it fits in. So there'll be no change for our Baptist pastors in Iowa. And so it's really for the the handful of churches outside of the state who are looking for a place uh, to go who's have found that their state convention isn't really a great fit for them anymore. And so we only have a handful of these, so we don't have good research or, or data, but we know that uh, some churches are highly interested in the larger percentage that the Baptist Convention of Iowa gives to the cooperative program, and they would prefer to be in that for that reason. And so we created the Great Commission Baptist State Convention so that these churches wouldn't have to report back that their state affiliation is the Baptist Convention of Iowa if, in fact, they're not located in Iowa. And so we, we made it the Great Commission Baptist State Convention. 
So how did the idea for developing this is a new name so that we could have other other churches who are outside of Iowa participate? How did that idea come about? What was the impetus for that? Yeah, actually, it wasn't that we came up with the name and the churches came. We had a number of churches in our surrounding states, uh, Missouri, Nebraska, and Illinois, each have had a bordering church that have found it that the Baptist Convention of Iowa was a better state affiliation for them. And I would say, uh, if not the majority, a, a good number of state conventions have these kinds of churches, churches that are outside of their state that are affiliated with their state convention. So that wasn't anything really uh, unusual. But we wondered if, with the change in the giving uh, from 50 to 60 percent and now 60 to 75 percent, we have heard there's some churches that are interested in in joining uh, because they would prefer that the giving through the cooperative program better matches what they're promoting it to be, which is primarily uh, the International Mission Board and North American Mission Board. And, And as a side, I think we're the only state convention that when churches give through the cooperative program, more actually goes to the IMB than the state convention. We're the only one uh, like that. And if there are churches with that value, then uh, we're a home for them. I think that's a key aspect that really drove this was was going back to our values and the things that we've underscored in a previous episode um, about strategic stewardship and innovation and the catalytic coaching this was really in response to pastors coming to you and and designing this so maybe give a little of that perspective of some of the things that you were hearing from pastors that really resonated with them that um, were already reflected in the values that we've we've defined yeah i think that the values for some churches outside of our state and inside our state uh, make the way we handle our uh, state convention funds a, a more attractive model. And uh, we, we've we talked before about the change in the role of state conventions uh, for some churches that, you know, churches, uh, if they want resources, they can go directly to Lifeway or to other conferences or directly to the NAM or IMB. And these days, the role of the state convention to be sort of an in-between church and national entity uh, organization is less critical now than in the past because we can just communicate directly with these national entities. And so the scope of what state conventions do now is changing a bit. And at least in our context, I don't know about other states, but at least in our context, I don't think we needed as many resources to accomplish the same things that the pastors really wanted us to accomplish. So we we maybe could do other things, but the pastors aren't asking for, nor in some cases even value, some of the extra ministries that we used to have. What was the response of the BCI leadership? I'm referring to our to our board members, the pastors in our convention, when they were uh, when when this idea was brought to them. Very positive. Uh, all of our board members were interested in being a blessing to other uh, churches, and and they were active in trying to increase our cooperative program. And so they felt like for Iowa, our cooperative program giving should be. Uh, a bit higher than 20%, 50%, even uh, they uh, 
took a lot of energy to uh, raise it to 75%. And they were wholeheartedly behind the increase. And at the same time, I mentioned that there will be churches from outside of the state that would be interested in joining us and that uh, we had a proposal to add this name, Great Commission Baptist State Convention, to our bank accounts. And uh, we created a whole mirror uh, website uh, for that so that people can find out about it. And they were very positive. At the same time, we decided to change our name and affiliation from Southern Baptist to Great Commission Baptist. So we had both of those going on at about the same time. And we had near unanimous support for both of those. That's great. Yeah, it shows that they they understood how this would be a benefit to those churches, certainly, but also to to BCI. How would you how would you explain how um, the development of the Great Commission Baptist State Convention is a is a boon for Iowa as well? Well, uh, if we get some additional funding from outside of our state, it'll allow us to retain all of our staff and other ministries, and yet allow our state Iowa churches to see their cooperative program giving at 75%. So what they're able to do is for the same money that they would give, they have the same services from our state convention, but a lot more goes to the national entities. And I think that's what drove them the most is they, they wanted to see our services at the state convention continue as is and yet more going to the national entity. It's kind of hard to turn that down if that was the case. And so so they, they agreed to that. And with the change in technology too, we can serve churches outside of our state a bit easier. We're traveling less now, and that saves us a little bit on travel money and connecting more now through online communication. And once you go online, it doesn't matter if it crosses state lines or not. It's the, the same uh, cost. And so we're able to serve our churches outside of the state in some ways similar to the churches inside of the state. And it seems like this is a way that we can partner together at a larger scale, right, with with more churches because we're not now just looking at our borders, but at, at the same time allows us to retain our unique Iowa identity so we don't have to just become a, a nameless organization, right, and, and, and be able to say, Iowa is still a key focus and a key area of, 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 of our ministry. Is that a benefit as well? It is, and, and allows us to retain our identity as the Baptist Convention of Iowa. I don't see that changing. But, uh, for example, at our last uh, annual meeting, we had one of our outside churches, pastors, Vance Pittman. He came and spoke at our annual meeting. And that was a blessing for Iowa. And he, he enjoyed coming and being part of what we were doing. And so we're, we're trying to consider ways to partner together. Some of our staff went to his church and, and visited with him in the fall. And so we're, we expect there are ways to partner and enhance the ministry outside of just being geographically near one another. We think that we can partner with churches that aren't geographically near us. Uh, for a church planting network who's considered joining the Great Commission Baptist State Convention, I would say that it has a lot of uh, benefit in that all of your churches will know that the majority of your funds are going to the national entities. And we understand uh, church planting networks 
Uh, we have a very strong one in Iowa, and we have a couple of others as well that are forming. And we get that. We understand the camaraderie and the support and the resource sharing that comes when groups of churches are united together. And we, we would gladly welcome whole networks to join the Great Commission Baptist State Convention and do whatever we could to support them. And it would be a tailor-made relationship where, uh, depending on how we could best resource them, we would design around what we needed to do. In some cases, we might even add a staff or contribute to a staff position to best support their churches. And it wouldn't necessarily even have to be a staff person in Iowa. It could be someone uh, more located geographically near where the churches in the network are. And so it, it would all be negotiable uh, in trying to figure out the best way to partner. But I think these networks we would gladly welcome and it would help them to create a similar identity that they're all part of the state, uh, the same state convention, even though they're spread out across the United States. That's good. What would you say to um, any churches who are interested in potentially uh, joining the Great Commission Baptist State Convention? What would their next steps be? Yeah, we have the same process for churches in Iowa as churches outside of Iowa. Uh, the information is on the website, the GCBSC dot org site, uh, Great Commission Baptist State uh, Convention dot org site. They would first leave their state convention before we moved forward with them if they were outside of Iowa. The reason is, is we don't want to recruit churches that are already part of another state convention. So our rule is uh, you have to not be part of another state convention in order to join us. So that's the first step. And then after that, it's pretty simple. We want to be sure we're aligned in, in ministry philosophy and doctrine and Baptist faith and message and uh, understand what it means to be part of the Great Commission Baptist State Convention. And that would just require some conversations and Zoom, and it depends on how well we would know them, but it's a fairly fast process. In the past, we've sometimes got churches who were not part of the SBC. And so then at that point, we would issue them a, a SBC ID number. Uh, we would ask that the church would make a public decision through their normal decision-making process so that their whole congregation would know about the decision. Uh, we would not want any private deals or uh, something that's not well known in a congregation. We want everybody to know, everybody to support it. If there are a good number of people who wouldn't support it, then we don't think they're a good match for us. So we'd, we want it to be public and at an official business meeting where the church would decide to join the Great Commission Baptist State Convention. Then it happens pretty fast after that, and we would welcome them and and be part of them. I've been in part of leadership meetings or elders meetings or even congregation meetings in the past to explain how things would work. And that's that's been a very helpful part of the process as well. And we'd be glad to continue to do that. Well, hopefully you can see that the GCBSC 
is an exciting development for our partnership of churches, and we look forward to seeing how this will facilitate multiplying disciples, churches, and mission in the coming years. Do you know a like-minded, doctrinally aligned church that would benefit from joining either BCI or the GCBSC? Let us know at bciwa.org or gcbsc.org so we can follow up with them. You can find out more about the Mission Innovate podcast at bciwa.org slash podcast.